Welcome to the Next Root Podcast. This is podcast number 10. Title is The Only Thing for Certain is Uncertainty. Uncertainty. And you know what, guys? The only thing for certain is uncertainty. So guess what? Get plugged into your Neck Nation power station because we're going to bring fire on the wire today, and that's for certain. Absolutely. And I'm Austin Davis. Kit James. If if you don't know us already. So, Kit, I'm glad that we're talking about this today. And as as we were kind of reflecting on how do you get through uncertainty, right? How do you how do you make it through? And we're going to talk a lot about that today. But one thing that came to my mind is that we have an opportunity to prepare. Our whole lives we spend preparing for the next uncertainty, right? Yeah. And we talked about, um, in, in these podcasts, we've talked about shedding our shame. We've talked about, uh, we've talked about having confidence. We've talked about uh, positive attitudes. We've talked about making decisions, right? Yep. That we have the power to make decisions. We've talked about the power of gratitude. And as I think about these things, Kit, that we've talked about, these are ways that we can internally and mentally prepare ourselves for uncertain times. And if we, if we apply those into our lives and not just, just talk about them, but if we apply them and we execute those things, they will prepare us for uncertain times. The other thing that, that came to my mind is our experience, right? Yeah. We, we experience life is full of struggle. Life is full of uncertainty. We're talking about it. Um, but that experience... Whether we think it was a good experience, whether we think it's a bad experience, whether we think it was a mistake or a failure, it doesn't matter. Trust in that experience to get you through uncertainty. Because I'll tell you what, Kit, uncertain times can damage people, but damaged people are dangerous because they know how to survive, right? Let me tell you something. You're absolutely right. I love that. And guess what? I'm dangerous. Oh, you're dangerous, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dangerous. I've been through it. Yeah, yeah. We're both dangerous. That's right. I love that. You know what? We're warriors, and everybody we're talking to right now, you might not feel like warriors, but you are. Um, talking about uncertainty, and I mean, it, the title says it all, but uncertainty, we're not getting around it. We're, we're not. There's right. a lot of things that are out of our control. I think of the things that are out of our control that are uncertain, and I mean, the weather, right? The weather, we can try to predict it. We can watch the news. We can figure out what it's going to do. What's the forecast and and kind of plan events around it or activities or whatever. But at the end of the day, the only thing for certain is uncertainty. We can't control the weather. No. Right? And I think um, just looking back at my life, the things that I always feel more comfortable and confident when I'm in control. Have you ever seen anyone drive my truck and me ride shotgun? Never, dude. Ain't going to happen. Don't matter if I haven't slept for three days, dude. I'll put toothpicks in my eyelids and I'll drive, right? (laughs) Right. Um, And and that's just something that, hey, I feel like maybe someone else would probably be better in control in that situation if I was tired, right? Should let them drive. Sure. And, And, but it's just kind of a, I think us as human beings, we feel better when we're in control. And then anytime we pass that control to someone else and they don't do something the way we thought they should do or meet our expectations, we got a good excuse, right? Right. Well, the reality is if you give away control, guess what? You're out of control. Yeah. So I think there's a message of control the controllable for sure. But anytime I I look back in my life, Austin, when I'm trying to control everything, just me, right? My arm, my flesh, and it's just me. And I'm trying to control. I mean, there's certain people that you can't control. You try. 
Yeah. Right. You can try your guts out and you try to control certain people. And when you get in that mindset of control and controlling people and controlling things that are a little bit out of our own control, that's where our anxiety, frustration, anger comes in and, and, and we get a little bit upset. And but so so that's one thing we need to control the controllable. But this thing about uncertainty, uncertainty has a uh, has a brother named adversity. Right. And these things we know. As human beings, we know it's coming, but why do we try to avoid it, right? We try to avoid pain, and and we try to stay under the umbrella of pleasure. I mean, that's good. Pleasure's good, but you don't know what pleasure looks like if you haven't been through pain. Right. Right? If you don't go through the storm, you don't go through the rain. It's just, it's how it is. And so, but I still, even though we know the only thing for certain is uncertainty, man, we'll get on that Google box and try to find the route around the accident or route around this or route around that. We try to route our lives around any adversity or uncertainty. And guess what? We end up bumping into it because the only thing for certain is uncertain. We're not yeah. getting away from it. And that dude, Kit, what you just said just a second ago really rings true with me is because I'm, I'm the same way. You know me. I have a hard time giving up control. I try and control every situation that I possibly can just because I don't want things not to go to plan. And and it's good to have a plan. But when you said that this uncertainty brings about anxiety and frustration because things get out of our control, I mean, how true is that, Nick Nation, that, you know, those are the feelings that we have during uncertain times Yeah, is that anxiety, that frustration. And if, you know, maybe if somebody passes away, that's out of our control. And right. There's some other emotions and feelings there that we've got to allow ourselves to, to go through and, and in order to heal properly, right? But that anxiety and that frustration, dude, I feel that all the time yeah. in, those uncertain, in those uncertain times. So thanks for bringing that up. Kid. Yeah, there's so many emotions that we'll feel. And so when you think about, we talk about what we can't control and controlling the uncontrollable or, or controlling the controllable and letting the uncontrollable things just, you know, work them, work themselves out. But if we're controlling and we're focused on controlling the controllable, what are some of the things that we can control? Yeah. Um, um, I know we can control our emotions, right? Sure. We can control our choices. We can control our attitude. We can control our outlook on life and the situation at hand. And when that uncertain thing, unexpected death or divorce or loneliness, sadness or any type of pain that brings out emotion, when that shows up at our doorstep, which we know it will, that's for certain, right? Then one thing we can control is how we react to it. And the one thing we can control is how we process that in our minds. Yeah. And and I think, you know, you look at some of the greatest athletes, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, some of these um, PBR athletes that have been through broken bones and adversity and they fought through it. They're no different than us. We're fighting through it on a, on our own scale at our own level every day. And I look at uncertainty and uncertainty is one of those things that will break us or it'll cause us to break records. So it'll move you into action or it'll move you into just staying still and, and, and feeling sorry for yourself. And that's okay sometimes. Yeah. It's okay to break down. It's okay to cry it out. Yeah. But I think our preparation begins prior to that uncertainty reaching the threshold of our doorstep. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you're reminding me of a, a story that I heard, not really a story, but it's kind of a situation um, that I heard somebody talking about the other day. And, you know, sometimes um, in, you know, hostile situations or in hostile areas, and they've got to land a plane in these hostile areas, well, they choose to land the plane at night, right? Right. Because it's harder to see the plane. And they, and it, what this guy was talking about this experience, he says they turn all the lights off inside the airplane, every one of them. And it's just completely dark inside the airplane. And so he's like, well, I'll go up and talk to the pilot. This guy was kind of an important guy, I guess. Yeah. So he's talking to the pilots as they're coming into the runway. Well, the runway didn't have any lights on it either. And you can't see nothing. And talk about uncertainty, Kit. Blacked right? out. It's, it's, it's black. You can't see nothing. And he's talking to the pilots and he's hearing, you know, the, the, the call on the, the little, the, the radio or the box or whatever. Hey, you're at a thousand feet, right? 900 feet, 800 feet, 700 feet. And you could just imagine the anxiety because we've oh, been yeah. talking about this. But, and he's like, are you sure there's a runway there? You're positive there is a runway there. Oh, yeah, sir, there's a, there's a runway there. 600 feet, 500 feet, 400 feet. You're sure there's a runway there? Oh, yeah, there's a runway there. 200 pitch, pitch feet. Pitch black. Pitch black. Can't see nothing. Can't see, the, can't see in the airplane, right, except for maybe some of the dials and stuff like that up on the... Up on the, I don't know, I guess you call it the dashboard, or I don't know what you call it, but uh, the switchboard. Um, avionics. Avionics, yep. there you go. And uh, sure enough, they land the airplane. But just being in that situation and, and thinking like, you know, we've all flown on an airplane. Yeah. We all go A to B, right? So, um, but that uncertainty just breeds that anxiety. But uh, yeah. I think the, the important part of that story is there was a runway there. Yeah. And they were able to land the airplane. Yeah. That's a good story. That's, yeah, he should have been in the back taking a nap, bro. He should have been. That's where I would have been. <laughs> um, you know, my older brother, uh, he's a stud. He's a he's a pilot, been a pilot his whole life. And he's a captain and he flies freight. And he shares experiences with me all the time. And that, yeah, that, that story brings it up. But he shares similar experiences like that all the time because he flies overseas. And some, some of the freight that he flies he can't even talk about and some he can but he's been in some situations like that but he was explaining to me one time and and it just hit me uh, as a personal journey of life and it hit home for me but he said you know you when i fly overseas i'm like does it ever make you nervous flying overseas i mean bro having a solid surface to land on just makes you feel better even if it's crash landing i mean does it make you nervous and he's like and all the first time you're over the ocean, you're going far, it does, but no. And I, and he was explaining the whole process to me and, and, and what I heard and how I converted it to me was, was like this. I mean, he goes, we can take off anywhere in the Western United States and, and we're headed to Hong Kong or Hawaii or wherever. It's a long distance. And so they do a flight plan and when they do their flight plan, they plug it in. And I mean, they're, they check everything. It's check, check and double check. And once they've checked every box and they have their flight plan and they know what they're doing, they take off. I go, are you just a glorified bus driver, bro? Be honest. It's just me and you talking, right? I said, you just put it on autopilot and kick back and drink a soda. Come on, be honest. You read a book? I want to know. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, sometimes. And he said, but truth be told, we're we're always moving around danger we're always moving around weather we're always moving around other traffic we're always moving around something that could disturb the flight and and it has to be moved around so we'll put it on autopilot and we'll do our thing but the reality is we're off course 80 percent of the time wow and you think about that just for a minute and and 
so here they take off from, you know, this little small space, right? Yeah. And once their wheel's up and they're motoring, you know, across the ocean or a long distance, that plan that they do, even though during that course of that plan, no matter how well it's planned out, Austin, they have to deviate off course, right? But they end up landing exactly where they planned on landing. They end up landing exactly where they want to land. Yeah. Right? Between the flashing lights. But um, I think about that in our own life and I go, man, it's okay to be off course. It really is. Right? If we keep our focus and we keep driving, we keep doing what we're doing, it's okay to fall down. It's okay to be off course as long as we get back on course. Because if you keep getting back on the horse and keep back getting back on course, you're eventually going to end up where you're focused on going. Yeah. Right. Yep. That so makes a lot of sense. Those uh, those airplane stories are good. Um, another one, just real quick. You've been in my truck. You've been in. I've been in your truck. And and anytime you jump in the flatbed, dude, we got tools. There's all kinds of tools, Everywhere. man. That flatbed was full of tools. Bro, let me tell you something. You go out and get Western and go mudding or go get a little crazy in, in the trucks, we're pretty much prepared for everything. Yeah. Right? It, it will turn a wrench. We got we got everything. Everything that you would need in the event that you got stuck, bogged down, broke down, or, or battery dead or whatever. Yeah. It's in there. Yep. Right? And I think that preparation is funny because – you know, when you're ranching or, or, or working and you got tractors and trailers and things are always breaking, things are always off course, things are always happening. The unexpected happens all the time when you least expect it, right? Yep. And so the only way to really prepare for it is just to prepare in advance and have those things. And, you know, I remember one time my son was out and he got stuck. The only way he got unstuck, Right. Was he didn't just sit there and go, bummer, I'm stuck. You know, 911 looks called dad. Yeah. No, dude. Look at what, look, what are your resources? What do you have? Right. And you start digging through the truck. Oh man, I got this. I got that. Oh dude, I'll get unstuck. And you get unstuck. And I think our preparation in advance to the uncertainty. So we know uncertainty's coming. Oh how, yeah. How do we prepare? And could you imagine, I mean, with no uncertainty, life would be boring. I know that's bad to say, but truth is it's it's true oh yeah if you woke up tomorrow dude and you knew you're gonna go here and there and dude no no traffic no nothing no uncertainty no one's gonna call you with alarming news or sad news or bad news or you are not gonna feel no pain tomorrow's pure pleasure brother motored down fifth gear you you're not gonna hit any stoplights no traffic no nothing it would be a little bit predictable right right so i think we just need to change our mindset to predict that uncertainty and embrace it. Embrace it. You know, I love that because if you think about it, all the times that uh, you think about Neck Nation, what it is that has shaped you and made you the individual you are today, right? And nine times out of 10, the hard times are going to come to your mind before the good times ever will. And those hard right. times, those are uncertainty. A lot of those are uncertainty, right? Yep. And so thank goodness for the uncertainty. And, yeah. and like you said, we, we got to figure out how to embrace it. And just control what we can yeah. and then be okay with the things that we can't. Yeah. And you know what? You race motocross. You race motorcycles. You go fast. I, I'm i going to tell you right now, you learn more from losing than you do from winning. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You learn where you need to improve. Because if you're winning, you're like, oh, I've yeah. already got it. Right? 
And when you're on the, if you get on the podium, dude, what is it? It's, you're, it's a proud moment. Oh, you yeah. deserve it. You're on the podium. Yeah. You're it's dumping milk, dumping milk on your head, whatever, yeah, whatever it is, yeah, right? uh, monster energy, whatever. Yeah. But the reality is, I know you, and I know me, and I know you hate losing more than you like winning. Oh, I do. But those are the teaching moments, right? Yeah, they're the ones we remember the most. Yeah. So, um, I think we have to focus on that pain and pleasure, and really balance it, and 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 expect it. But so one of the stories that comes to mind with these adversities and challenges and uncertainties is, and, and I'm, I'm sure Nick nations heard it, but there's a little boy walking to school and he takes his shortcut, right. And through the woods to get to school and he sees this cocoon on, and, and you can see that little hole and he knows there's a butterfly in there. Cause he learned about it in school. And sure. And so he watches it for a minute, sees that butterfly struggling to get out motors to school. So he's not late. And then uh, on his way home, that butterfly still, He's still growling, still getting after it, trying to get out. And this little boy looks at him and he like he just sat and watched him for a minute. And he's like, Man, I don't think he can I don't think he can keep it up. So the next day as he comes back, he's excited to see and he stops and and there's the butterfly has to come out of that cocoon in just a little slit, it's a little hole. Yeah. And that butterfly's still struggling. That little boy's like, Man, there's no way he can continue this struggle. Right. And so he takes his pen knife and just makes that hole, that slit a little bit bigger. Out comes a butterfly. And then, you know, he goes to school and on his way back, he comes to check on the butterfly. Butterfly hasn't spread its wings. Matter of fact, it's kind of weakly dragging its body, you know, across the ground and, and the wings won't spread. And what the little boy didn't know, he's trying to help him. Sure. Right? Good for him trying to help him. But what he didn't know is that butterfly needed that struggle because the reason that slit in the cocoon is so small is he has to fight through that. And as he squeezes through that slit, it pushes life breathing fluid out to his wings. It gives those wings strength. And if he doesn't go through that pressure and go through that struggle, that life giving fluid will not release out of his body and into his wings where he needs it the most and he'll never spread his wings yeah he has to go through that un uncertainty he has to go through that struggle yeah i mean even butterflies i mean us as humans we have to go through the struggle we but do. we don't have to go through the struggle with our heads hanging and beating ourselves up we don't no that's the don't. toughest way to go through it right that's, that's like getting stuck and not having a rope yeah, that's right. why we got to rely on the things that we've talked about, right? right. We got to rely on on having the positive attitude when it matters most, right? We yeah. talked about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's important to yeah. have that. So, um, the other thing that I think about uh, with uncertainty, so we just have to embrace it. We have to know it's coming, right? Yeah. Does that help it? Does that make it easier? Okay, yeah, I know the only thing for certain is uncertainty. No, it doesn't. But you know what? When you overcome one thing. It's that momentum we talk about, right? Yep. You get a little bit stronger and you get a little bit more confident and you get in a place where you almost, you don't welcome it, but when it shows up, you know exactly what to do. Yeah. Right. When things happen, you know exactly what to do. You're like, oh, I, I've seen this monster before and this is how I'm going to handle it. Yeah. I'm going to handle it with, with a smile on my face, even though I'm sad inside and I'm going to attack this like the warrior that I am. You don't know that. And you don't get there unless you grow that. The only way to grow it is through adversity. Yeah. Right? Through yeah. the challenges. Man, 
embrace the challenges. I know that's easier to say than it is to do. But guess where the power comes from within when we do it? Yeah. I mean, have you ever done something and you're like, man, this is hard. I'm not looking forward to this. Oh, sure. Yeah, all the time. But the reward, Yeah. right? When you get to the end and you've accomplished it, Yeah. man, it's so sweet. And you did it. And you did it on your own. You did it. You know what I mean? It's like raising the kids. I've watched them do some of the things. They're like, holy crap, dude, I can't do this. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. That's me every day with my kids. (laughs) And it's like, you can, man. Yeah. And they do it, and they're so proud of it. And they tell people, and they're proud. Those proud moments, those things that you overcome, those things when you dig deep and figure out who you are and where those roots are are sinking in the soil, man, they mean so much to you. Those are called confidence and character builders and uncertainties, you know, really is the fuel that builds that confidence and that character. Yeah. So I think it's important. You don't care if I tell another story, do you, bro? No, let's light it up, dude. Let's hear it. All right. I don't I don't know how much time we got today, but we're just going to send it, and I've got another story. If it's short, it's short. If it's long, it's long. Let's hear it, man. Okay. So there's this little boy, and you know little boys are afraid of the dark, right? Oh, sure, man. So I would, I never was, though. Oh, I was afraid of the dark. Oh. I was afraid of the dark if the dark was in the basement. That's where I okay, was afraid Okay, well, of the dark. darkness is everywhere. That's <laughs> yeah. why we're in here doing what we're doing. That's why we're doing this, man. Right? Yeah. So here's this little boy. He's afraid of the dark, and they're out on the ranch, and his dad said, hey, I need you to go out in the barn. He go, and finally, he told his dad, he says, Dad, look, I don't like going out there. Why don't you send me out there before the sun goes down? He's like, man, I just got in from the fields, and 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 I just realized we need some more milk or we need some eggs or whatever, and he'd send the boy on a you know, little gopher trip. Go for this and go for that, right? Yeah. And it was always in the darkest corner of the barn. And so his dad said, look, I'm going to light these four candles for you, and and we'll leave them lit. And anytime you come out here at night, they'll they'll lift your spirits and you won't be in the dark. Yeah. Whatever. So he he puts them over in the darkest corner of the barn. And the little boy just gave him so much joy. He'd walk in there and open the door. You know, oh, it's dark. And he'd see the candles and it'd make him feel good, get what he needed to get. Well, one day this little boy goes motoring into the barn. And, and the candles were lit, but they weren't very bright. Right. And so he's been going in there forever in the dark, and they give off enough light that makes him feel safe. But he goes over, and he's sitting there staring at the candles, and he can't figure it out. And there was three candles that were just really, like, dimming, like almost, you know, like they were trying to go out, but they're trying to stay lit. Okay. And so he walks over, and he talked, and, and he said the ambiance in there was almost as if these candles could speak. And you know, little boys, they've got that imagination, right? Sure. So he says, what's the problem? And the first candle, the first candle looks at him and says, well, my name is Peace. And nobody wants me anymore. And I just don't know if I have the power to stay lit. And and it eventually went out. And that little boy's like, oh, man, it's getting darker. Yeah. And he looks at the second candle and he says, what's your deal? Right? What's going on? And the second candle says, Well, I'm the candle of forgiveness. And no one sees the value in forgiving anymore. And and he slowly dimmed and eventually went out. And it's getting darker. And then the little boy looks at the third candle and he says, Don't tell me you're going to go out too. And that candle says, Yeah. He says, My name is love. I'm the candle of love. And I just don't have the power. I just can't keep fighting to, to stay lit anymore. Yeah. 
and I'm not getting, you know, my light's not getting out. And so he ended up, you know, burning out as well. And the fourth candle's burning still bright and just like it was, you know, before. And so he looks at the fourth candle and he says, what about you? Are you going to stay lit? And that candle says to the little boy, I'm the candle of hope and don't worry. While I am still burning bright, we can use my flame to relight the other three candles. We can relight peace, forgiveness, and love, and they can burn bright again. So you can use my flame to do that. And so the little boy grabs that candle to relight the other three candles, right, and restart them. There you go. And and it got a lot brighter. And so, you know, as we're talking about this, Austin, um, there's so many different examples, but all the adversity, all the uncertainty, all the difficulty, the challenges, the, the feelings of I'm not enough, I'm alone, or whatever it is, we just cannot let that fourth candle ever go out. No. Because hope will relight all of our other candles that are going dim or, or ready to go out, or they do go out. We can relight them with hope. Yeah. So let's keep hope. Let's spread hope. And let's be warriors, man. Let's power through adversity because we can do it. Yeah. We can. Yeah. Let's, let's be let's, let's be damaged people. Yeah. Let's do it. And let's relight let's relight some candles, man. Yeah, absolutely. So um great message, Kit. And I, I agree. So let's fill ourselves with hope. Let's hold on to hope in these uncertain times. It'll get us through it. Our experiences will get us through it. Remember, like I just said, we're, we're damaged people, and damaged people are dangerous because we know how to survive. So let's survive, Neck Nation. Let's get through these uncertain times. And if you like what you've heard today and you're, you're a fan of the podcast, be sure to subscribe and like the video. The more people, I say it every time, I'm going to say this every time anyway, but the more people that like the video, the more people we can reach and hopefully bring hope and inspiration into their life. Uh, But for now, thanks for listening, Neck Nation, and bless up. Bless up. And you know what? That like is like a candle. Light it, man. Let's go. Send it. Send it. Let's go, brother.